Welcome to 90% Mental. I'm your host, Grant Parr, and thank you for joining us for our 21st episode. You know, when I first started this show, it was all about awareness. I wanted to create awareness for mental performance within sport. And my goal was to bring on athletes and coaches so they can talk about their stories and their journeys and weave in sports psychology topics to create this awareness. And today on this episode, I want to talk about a different awareness, more serious, more real awareness, which is teen suicide and teen mental health. And today I have on my show, Luke Batari, who is the quarterback for Sarah High School and the founder for Play for Prevention to talk about this awareness and what it means to him. Luke actually created this foundation because there was something that happened to him personally about a year and a half ago or so. His girlfriend committed suicide and he felt that he needed to create uh, more awareness in this foundation and he's doing an, an incredible and exceptional job by doing so. On our show today, you're going to hear him talk a little bit about the signs of teen suicide, how to look for them, how to act on them. He's going to talk a little bit about other resources that you can utilize if you're feeling down or if you know anybody else that's struggling with life issues. And also, he's going to be doing something very powerful this Friday at his homecoming game against Midi High School. He's actually going to be speaking before the game about teen suicide awareness, about his drive and love for creating a foundation like Play for Prevention. And I'll be with him as well, supporting him and and saying a few things as well before the game. And he's making this game a little bit more than a homecoming game. There's going to be boosts there with partnerships that are supporting Play for Prevention. They've also created socks for this awareness. And the JV and varsity football team for both sides for Sarah High School and Mitty are going to be wearing these socks along with neighboring high schools. There's going to be other football teams wearing these socks as well. So if you want to buy these socks, you can actually go to the game this Friday, which starts at 7 o'clock. The address is 451 West 20th Avenue in San Mateo at Sarah High School. Or you can go to their website at play4p.org if you're interested in buying these socks. And, And please do. I think there's been a lot of momentum on this awareness, a lot of momentum on these socks. I think it's a really neat idea. And there's actually a lot more high schools and a lot more different sports that want to get involved in wearing these socks while they compete. So... And I think that this game is going to be more than just a football game. It's a, it's a football game of awareness on life. And I can't wait for you to hear what Luke has to say about creating awareness and about his foundation. I'm so excited to bring this episode to you. So let's go talk to Luke. Hey, Luke, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Coach? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I'm, I'm really excited to have you on my show. And I applaud you on your efforts and what you're doing with, with your foundation, Play for Prevention, which we're going to be talking about, and basically about bringing awareness to teen suicide and teen mental health. And I just can't wait to, to talk to you a little bit more about, about your efforts there. Well, thank you for having me on here. I'm excited. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, why don't you share with my listeners a little bit about Play for Prevention, why you created this foundation, and kind of your drive in, in bringing awareness on, on this really serious topic. Yeah, um, Play for Prevention came about to me because I had a prior girlfriend that uh, took her life earlier this spring, and I wanted to do something to honor her, so I came up with the idea of playing football because I play football or other sports to raise awareness about trying to prevent and bring attention to teen suicide. And when she took her life so young, me and others, we thought we were very involved with her, but it was just a shock to us that she took her life, and we felt like, you know, like, damn, we really want to help with that and try to help out. So 
that's what's inspired me to establish this foundation. Beautiful. And in establishing this this foundation while playing football, while you know being a student, who's helped you kind of made this a possibility for you? A lot of people, all of the Sarah administration, they're all in support of me. Coach Walsh has taken this under his wing, under his next level foundation. Um, obviously, my mom, she would do anything for me for this, just in general. And uh, my mom's friend, who's actually become my close friend, his name is Ron Amos, who works at Sony. And he's kind of done the technical stuff, like the website. So just, just to name a few awesome. of the people who have helped me out. Beautiful. Great. Now, you're doing something special this Friday at the homecoming game. Why don't you share with my listeners a little bit, you know, what you're doing and why you're doing it. So Play for Prevention is giving out socks to schools who would like to raise awareness about teen suicide. And this weekend, the teams will be wearing our Play for Prevention socks to, at their games to raise awareness about teen suicide. And they'll have pregame, like, speech about it just to let everyone know, hey, we're wearing these socks to raise awareness for teen suicide. And at the Sarah game, I'll be making a speech just about my personal story. Beautiful. And you're going to be doing that during halftime? Probably before the game. Oh, okay. Good. No, it looks awesome, man. I'm, I'm uh, Again, I think it's great what you're doing, and, uh, and I'll be there on Friday as well and, and can't, uh, can't wait to be a part of it. You know, getting, actually getting on the real side of this, this topic, I want to ask you a few questions just because I know you've done a lot of research. You've been very involved in bringing awareness, but I want my listeners to kind of to get a little bit deeper on, on this topic. What do you think, from your perspective, causes teen suicide? What, what do you think the pressures are there? I think every person is different in how we deal with stuff, but I think it's mostly overwhelming feeling from depression, which could be from many things like school, family, relationships, anything that's going on in your life that brings an overwhelming feeling to you that causes you to think about that type of stuff. And what do you think, you know, what's the, the most appropriate age for to provide suicide prevention education, if you will? Unfortunately, I think it's honestly starting in early middle school now because from the statistics that I've seen, it's children as young as like 10, 11 years old that are starting to do this stuff now. So maybe not starting the conversation about suicide, but like develop, developing healthy habits, like knowing signs and stuff like that, just to start in early middle school. Just talk a little bit more about like mental health in general. I mean, mental health is something starts early it's how you're brought up and I think if you start developing healthy habits and knowing the troubling signs that it can be stopped early with the help of friends and family absolutely and you know working you know working with athletes in my field and also just working with just performers you know there's real real factors that can lead up to to stress and, um, and anxiety and so the fear of failure and, you know, not having a voice and, and not having, you know, the right people to go to, to let them know that, exactly. you're, that you're hurting. So how important is it to, to have a healthy support system? Really important because, you know, that's the people that you go to when you're in trouble, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling stressed out or if you need anything. So I think it's really important to have a healthy support system because, like that basically gets you through your tough times and they're always there for you. Big time, big time. You know, and on your website, uh, which is a really, really cool website, it's very informative. 
But you have on your website about, you state the five signs of possible suicide. What are those five signs and, and how do you act on them as far as, you know, being a friend to someone that's going through a hard time? Um, well, first of all, on any of these signs, I think you should definitely take note of them and pay attention to that person and try to not approach it like blatantly, but like kind of ease your way into it. Like, hey, are you doing okay? What's going on? They probably at first won't want to talk about it, but then as, if you keep trying like lightly, then maybe they'll get their feelings out. But um, those five signs are personality change, like not feeling like yourself, feeling agitated, like troubled, worried, or having problems controlling your temper. Uh, you're withdrawn, like you've isolated yourself from people or situations where you used to interact in. Poor self-care, harming yourself, recklessness, and hopelessness, like just doubting yourself, feeling overwhelmed. And, and how do you, if you see these signs, what's the best way to approach it? Because it can be a very sensitive situation when you think someone's possibly going through some suicidal thoughts. Um, how do you, what's the best way to approach it? I think you don't want to get straight to the point. Like you kind of want to ask maybe a general question, like, like I said earlier, how are you doing? And you obviously know that something's wrong. So if they don't answer that, then maybe you can suggest that they go get help or talk to their family about it or get in with a therapist or something like that. But you don't want to go directly to the point because that'll just make them put their guard up and not want to talk about it. Right. Right. Just being authentic as possible and just letting them know that you care. And it's, it can be a very t yeah. a sensitive topic, you know, especially when someone is, is not vulnerable and they feel alone. Yeah. So, and it's very, it might be hard for them to articulate their thoughts and feelings. Yeah. But obviously, like, if you think that it's at that point where it's getting really bad, like, I think the best thing to do is not ask questions. It's time to take action yourself. Like, as a friend, you want to get them help, contact their family, contact a therapist or something like that. So if it's, you think it's getting to that point, then you just want to take action on your own just to help that person. 100%, man, 100%. You know, and I know you've done a lot of research on this topic, but can you share some some statistics on teen suicide? Yeah, I mean, doing research, it's hard to find stats locally, like Peninsula, San Mateo. But the best I could find are national stats, and that a couple of them are five teens die each day due to suicide. Teen suicides are up 28% since 2000. So in the time that I've been alive, suicide in teens has risen a huge number of 28%. Wow. In 2015, teen suicide was the second leading cause of death between teens 15 to 24. To put that in perspective, that's like as dangerous as being killed on the road in our cars as teens. And in 2015, teenage suicide was the third leading cause of death between teens 10 to 14. So it's affecting middle schoolers like we talked about earlier. Wow. You know, you, you hear about it, but then when you actually hear about the numbers, it's pretty sobering to realize how yeah, real this is. it's shocking. Yeah. You know, and, and if you, like you said, man, if you see any of those signs, it is to my, you know, this is to all my listeners, if you see any of these signs, you know, act on them. You know, obviously, act them on the best way you can. If you don't know how, you know, definitely reach out to counselors, coaches, parents. But yeah, man, this is a real, this is a real deal. And, and I love it that you're... You're putting a lot of love and, and energy into this into this topic. 
when it comes to resources for people that are struggling, uh, the teens are struggling, where do they go? What are some of the resources out there? Well, I think the first thing that teens need to know is that they're not alone in this world and they need to know that they can speak up and reach out to a family member, a friend, advisor, counselor, coach, or organizations like Safe Space where you can literally go in and talk in about your feelings. So I think they need to know that they're not alone and that everyone's there for them. And as far as like official, talk to someone. But if you're in crisis, contact the crisis text line and the suicide helpline, which would be in like crisis situations. And isn't there a, a partnership that you have as well? Another organization that you work with that could be another resource for, for struggling teens? Yeah, the organization that I'm interested in partnering with is called Safe Space. And they are trying to branch out nationally, their organization. And they have an office down in Palo Alto that I recently visited. And you can literally schedule an appointment with one of their therapists if you're having trouble. And you go in and you're there as long as you need, as long as you want to talk about just to talk about your struggles and, you know, help yourself. Right. And, and it's just interesting with these signs, you know, they're, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, we've had a lot of celebrities that have taken their lives and most of them were, were because of stress. And, you know, Chris Cornell, lead singer of Soundgarden, there was a lot of fear of failure. Also, he was, you know, taking a lot of drugs as well to match that pain. But also the lead singer of Lincoln Park, you know, just hours before he took his life, he didn't look like at all, didn't like he was suicidal. He seemed like he was having a great yeah. time with his family, you know. So those signs are, they're real. And just, we all have to pay attention to it. You know, it could save someone's life. Exactly. Now, if you don't mind, if you don't mind talking about it, you know, you've struggled a little bit with anxiety before. How did you deal with those symptoms? Um, my struggles with anxiety started at a young age. And they were centered around my parents' divorce, like splitting into two homes, going back and forth. And my mom recognized it at an early age with physical symptoms that I was having age like 9, 10, 11. And she got me a really great therapist who now that all the divorce stuff is over, I'm still in contact with and we catch up every once in a while. But at first when I went there, I was like, I put my guard up and I didn't want to go. I didn't want to talk about my feelings, but once I started going, after I realized that it was really good for me and I was having a change in those physical symptoms and it was helping me out. Awesome. You know, I can only imagine what it's like, especially when you're, when you're feeling, you're not feeling well, you're not feeling right. And when you go to a counselor or a therapist, it's, it's hard to, to open up and feel the trust. But, you know, working with athletes, I always say this, I always say victory to the vulnerable. If you can be vulnerable, if there's anybody out there that's struggling or listening to this, if you are vulnerable, that is where change happens. That's where you get help. And if you allow yourself, exactly. even through all the pain, the darkness, if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you can get some really good help and, and you'd be headed in the right direction. Exactly. Beautiful. Well, what about, tell me a little bit more about Play for Prevention as far as like work my listeners, check you out, follow you on social media. Play for Prevention is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Play for Prevention. And our website is playforp4, being the number four, dot org. So they can check us out there. We try to keep up on 
weekly, daily posts, and we're always updating the website. So any listeners can check us out there and follow us on social media for more updates. Great, great. And, and one more question before we wrap up here. What is your what is your long-term goal or vision on creating this foundation for mental health and for teen suicide? I think my long term is to try to, I don't want to sound selfish, but try to get on my own. I've kind of been running it under Coach Walsh. That's not to say that he hasn't been helpful. He's been really helpful, but try to get on my own and branch out to more than the Bay Area, like all of all of the state and maybe all of the nation one day if, I, if it gets that far. But just to branch out and try to get this idea of playing for prevention out to other people. So we can save people's lives. Well, and it just seems like just in a short while that, you know, there's a lot of people in the community from other schools and other organizations are really catching on, on to kind of your efforts here. And they, they all want to get involved in some way, somehow. And, and do you see maybe down the road, maybe when there's, you know, mental health awareness week where can you see other high schools wearing these socks that you guys are going to be wearing this Friday? Almost definitely. I could see that. I'm also already trying to plan another event later this year or maybe even next year for Play for Prevention. So I could definitely see other schools wearing these socks just to raise awareness anytime. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, again, man, I, I, I thank you for coming on my show, sharing, you know, what uh, Play for Prevention is all about, you know, giving your thoughts on, on this serious topic. And, and again, um, I can't wait to support you this Friday. And so, you know, thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me.